God is good and fantastic. Amen? We've been on a series since the last Sunday of um, December entitled The Wisdom of God Revealed at our Word First Conference. In our Word First Conference, that was the theme of our conference and carrying it into this year and leading up to our vision night, which is the last Sunday of January, Vision Sunday morning and then Sunday night where we pray for your personal visions. And so um, <clears throat> I'm going to talk about this uh, and, and I'm going to read some familiar scriptures we've read in the last couple of days, I mean the last couple of services, but uh, I also want to add some things um, in a way that help you to develop in a greater way in your life your personal vision. The Bible says, without vision, the people perish. Without vision, the people perish. Um, <clears throat> we have vision at gates of the city, but you need to have personal vision that you apply in your life in the things you do outside of this place, but then we need you to have personal vision that you bring into the house. People with no vision, looking for vision, struggle to understand vision. So we're here to help you develop personal vision, but personal vision just on your own is lacking because you need to be connected to something that's bigger than you are. You need to have wisdom and vision and understanding coming from something that's bigger than you. And that's the part that the house of God plays, the church of Jesus Christ. To have vision and understanding <clears throat> that is implemented into people's lives and develop inside of them the vision that God had for their life before the foundation of the world. We've talked about that much around this place. But God had a plan, had a vision, has a vision, has a plan, and God wants you tapping that. And it takes being connected to the church and then personally developing in your life what you're on this planet for. And man, when you know that, it's all over but the shouting. Amen? When you know why you're here and you're walking that out and you're fulfilling that, man, it, I mean, it's, there's, there's really, I, I would say, Acquiring vision and developing understanding in your life is 80% of the game. Maybe 75. But it's a huge part. Because when you have that, it motivates you. You wake up in the morning, when you have vision, man, you're ready to go. You're not dragging out of bed having to get up. Can't wait to get up. You go to sleep thinking, man, I want this time to go by quick because I want to get up because I have purpose on the planet. I got things to do. I got people to see. I, got, I, got, I have a life that needs to be somewhere today that other people need. And when you see it that way, I mean, you want to get up. I mean, there's struggles everywhere. You know, to think you're going to live a struggle-free life, okay, so you, what you're saying is I need vision and then I'll never have any more problems. <laughs> you'll have more. 
You get vision and you'll have more stuff try to try to work you up. But you've got the power when you have vision, when you're connected to him and to what he's put you here for, and, and you know that, then you have power to overcome what you, what you face. The stuff's out there anyway. We just need what we need to acquire and walk in and live in every day is that knowing that no matter what comes our way, huh, we're more than conquerors. We're world overcomers overcoming the, the, the worthlessness that's in the world, the, the attacks that are in the world, the troubles that are in the world because Jesus overcame. And when we're connected to Him and we have vision from Him and we have vision of Him, then we can accomplish anything. There's not anything we cannot overcome. Amen? Say, that's me. Amen. So today... <clears throat> I want to encourage you in a couple things that I've mentioned to you the last couple of services. Number one, about reading a proverb every day. I encourage you to do that. Don't back off from that. Really challenge yourself to read a proverb from the book of Proverbs. There's 31 chapters. Read a chapter every day, all year long. You say, so should I wait to read the first chapter on the first of the month? I would not start right now. If you're not doing it, start now. I'm telling you, I, I, I started on purpose, whatever the, what was the date of the first Sunday that I mentioned that? I, I don't remember what it was now, but I was about four days late, so I think I'm on, I think I'm on, I think I just read chapter 11 this morning. Man, I mean, I feel like I've never read the book of Proverbs. The revelation that's coming out of my reading, just reading the chapter, just read it. The revelation that's coming from that, I encourage you, don't not do that. Amen? Read a proverb every day, all year long. <clears throat> and just say this after me. This is my year. Get used to saying that every day. And this is what I want to say as, I'm, as I step into this message today. <clears throat> Repetition, I'm, I'm, I'm having greater understanding in my life of repetition in every area, in anything that I do. I don't care what it is. Repetition, if you're taking notes, write this down. Repetition positions you for wisdom. Repetition positions you for wisdom. There's something about doing the same thing every day in areas of your life that opens you up to the wisdom of God in what it is you're doing. I'm going to give you two examples. Number one, what we've encouraged you concerning the confession of God's Word, having a daily routine of God's Word. There are things that I've been saying well over 10 years in my life that today, there are things that I confess every day, that I have memorized, that I confess them every day, but I, I conf I, 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 all of my confessions I do very slowly. As I'm confessing the Word, I do them very slowly. But there are confessions I've been making for 10 or 12 years that are producing wisdom and revelation, understanding in my life that I've never seen before. I'm telling literally that I have never seen before. 
revelation is coming to me, and, and it would have never come to me to the level it's coming to me today had I not had a repetitive declaration of the Word on a daily basis. Because we go from faith to faith, from glory to glory, from one step to the next step in God. And if you're not faithful and repetitive in God's Word on a daily basis, new revelation doesn't come. It comes through God's Word. God's Word is His will for your life. You find out His will for your life through the wisdom of God, and it all begins with repetition in the Word. Another thing that produces wisdom is repetition in, in any type of work, job, chore. Um, I don't care what it is. Repetition produces wisdom. I can remember <clears throat> when in the church that I was in before I came here, for a number of years, I did a number of things in that church. I cleaned the church. I mowed the yard at the church. I helped take care of certain things. I did the sound for the church, and then they needed somebody to lead worship in the church. I mean, I was doing a bunch of stuff. But everything I did, I did because it was an honor to do. But as I did it repetitively, it wasn't like, well, I did it one day and then I have to do it again and I'm mad because I had to or whatever. No, I did it with a good attitude. And the more I continued to do it, I'd be cleaning toilets and God would give me revelation about things in the Word that I'd never seen before. I'd be out riding the lawnmower in the, on the church lawn and as I'm riding the lawnmower, God's bringing revelation to me because I, I, it was a repetitive thing. It was something that I did because I was number one asked to do it, but I saw it as an honor and a privilege and, and I kept doing it. I see it as an honor and a privilege to be able to understand that confessing the word produces wisdom. <laughs> but I see anything that I do. You know, you can gain wisdom from God in being consistent in taking the trash out at your house. Well, I don't know about that. No, I'm convinced. Because when you have to take the trash out and you have a bad attitude and you keep doing it, you begin over time, God will give you a revelation. I want you to take the trash out with a good attitude. You know, God will tell you things like that. You know why? Because if you can have a good attitude about taking the trash out, you can have a good attitude toward people that are kind of unlovely. If you, if you think God can speak to you about something so minute as that, and it really matters, and, and there's significance to that, you can hear God about anything. So my encouragement today to you is, Never get bored with repetition. Never, never in your life get bored with having to do the same thing over and over again. And we all potentially, every day, there's potential to get bored with something or mad about something or frustrated about something that you have to do because, you know, you just have to do it. The more you have a great attitude... Things come out of that. Wisdom comes out of that. That there's, there's, nothing, there's something in that wisdom that no one else can give you. Nobody else can give you what the Spirit of God can give you when you're actively doing the things He's telling you to do. Can you say amen to that? 
So my encouragement to you is to become convinced of that in 2022. Amen? So Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 10, and today I'm I'm not reading it out of the Amplified. I'm just going to read it out of the Passion Translation. We read both of those last week, but I'm going to read this. Kind of a foundational scripture in this series. The purpose of this was to unveil before every throne and rank of angelic orders in the heavenly realm God's full and diverse wisdom revealed through the church. The wisdom of God revealed to the angelic powers, principalities, and powers through the church. The angelic principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness out there that are in the heavenly realm, they know Jesus. And they know what Jesus did to them. And they know that Jesus defeated them. There's no question about that. They know Him. What God the Father needs is, based on this verse of Scripture and many others, is He needs the church to be operating in His wisdom, His understanding... So that the church can enforce what Jesus accomplished. And to do that, we have to believe that what we say of the wisdom of God, what we declare, what we let the principalities and powers know from God's Word that are true, we have to believe that that's so, so they take it the same way they would take it from Jesus. They receive what we say the same way that they receive it from Jesus. They run in terror when He's present. Well, He's present in me by the Holy Spirit. They need to be running in terror from me too. The hope of this world right now is Jesus Christ revealed in every person in the form of wisdom and understanding. That is the hope of the world. I saw on one of the news stations that President Trump had a rally in Phoenix, Arizona last night, or some town in Arizona. He had a rally to make America great again. That's what the rally said. That's what all the stuff said. You've probably seen those things. I saw that, and I thought, that's great. How many want America to be great here tonight, today, this morning? We, We want America great, Amen. But I'm telling you now, right now, and you need to vote, you need to have, you need to, you, you need to pray about the causes that you take up and the things that you stand for or you don't stand for. You need to know from God what He wants you to stand for in every situation. But I'm just telling you right now, there's not a man or a woman that's going to save this nation, the planet, or anything else. The hope of the planet and the nation is Christ revealed in you and I and everybody around this world. You get Christ revealed. You get the wisdom of God operating inside of people all over this planet, and the planet is saved, healed, and delivered. Done. That's our mission. That's why in 2022, we have to be people, and in the Amplified, in that Ephesians 3.10, it says, the purpose is this. 
And the purpose is, is that, and you can see me stepping, that the church steps in to that purpose and plan. That the wisdom be revealed in me and then me being used by God to let principalities and power know they're defeated. You will not win this battle. I don't care what it looks like. Everything you see in the natural that's not good, ugly demonic forces are behind that. Not God. God is only good and only does good. And He only thinks good. And He he only demonstrates good. Nothing that's bad is from God. Nothing. But there are people that think that. Well, you know, God just did this to me and to teach me something. God doesn't have to do something bad to teach you something. He gave you His Word and His Spirit to teach you. God doesn't teach with fear and bad things happening. The enemy comes to kill. John 10, 10, the thief is the one that comes to kill and steal and to destroy. What did God come to do? Give life and life more abundant. That's the God we serve. We need his wisdom and his understanding to make a difference in our own personal lives. But listen, life is not about you. Your life is not about you. You were created to be about other people. And the wisdom of God revealed in us is the key to the success of everything you do and the success of the nations. Not just this nation, but the nations. Can you say amen to that? So I want to read you, again, the definitions that I gave you concerning wisdom and understanding and the word significance. My definition just for this series of the wisdom of God is the ability to understand knowledge the way that others don't. The ability to understand knowledge the way others don't. The ability to understand. The word understanding is defined as grasping the significance of the wisdom that is revealed. Wisdom is the ability to understand knowledge in the way that others don't. So, you're hearing knowledge today, but God wants you to take what you're hearing today and do something with it. He wants you to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to you things from Ephesians 3.10 that you're not even hearing today. He wants wisdom revealed inside of you. And, And to understand things is to grasp the significance of the wisdom that is revealed to you. How significant it is. Well, What is significance defined as? The quality of being worthy of attention, worthy of importance, worthy of consequence, of weightiness, of magnitude. To understand wisdom is grasping how important it is, how significant that wisdom is, how serious that wisdom is. The consequences of living life not tapping the wisdom. Staying in knowledge. The Bible says, see, the Bible's got the answer for everything. And the Bible says that Knowledge alone puffs up. It really doesn't matter. Degrees are great because knowledge is good. 
But if it stops with knowledge, you get in pride. So you can have a dozen degrees on your wall and not be operating in any wisdom whatsoever. We're talking Bible this morning. We're talking what the Word says. And, and to understand the importance, the seriousness, the consequence, the weightiness, the magnitude of the wisdom that is revealed to you on a daily basis is more important to me that we see in Scripture than anything else. I love this verse. We read this last week, but Corinthians 1.30, and it says, But of Him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God. Jesus became wisdom. He is the wisdom that we need. We need Him revealed. We need all of the understanding of His Word. When you break it down, and I'm, I'm you know, when, when I teach the Word, I have to, I, I can't just leave something hanging out there. I've got to break it down. Jesus is the living Word. So, Him revealed in us is the hope of our life. If you're discouraged, if you find things in your life that seem overwhelming, that seem like there's no answer to, it's because there's only, there's only one thing, there's only one reason, and we'll see it as we read in Proverbs 4. But it's only, there's one thing lacking when something seems too big and overwhelming and there's no hope. There's only one thing lacking. It's the wisdom of God. You're not tapping into the wisdom of God, because the wisdom of God reveals. And it, re and it shows you how significant it is that you take what He shows you is right, and many times what He shows us is right seems totally wrong in your head, or how could it be, or how could that be the answer to something? But we've got to realize the significance of taking what He says even if it doesn't line up with what my natural thinking is saying in the moment, and learn to meditate that and become a doer of it. It's huge. Because there lies the ingredient of success. Taking it, meditating it, and doing it. That is the ingredient for success. And that is lacking Anything in my own life that seems overwhelming? It's because I haven't spent the time to hear from God about what He thinks about the situation. Now, now we're not talking about like a God that's in history or, you know, He's in history, but we're not talking about God from a historical perspective. We're talking about the one that knows everything about everything. We're talking about the one that created everything, knows everything, understands everything about everything. We're talking about Him. So if you tap His wisdom and His understanding, then how could something that you're doing that's His will not work? That'd be a schizo God. He's telling you to do something, but then you find out, well, sorry, I didn't mean it. Uh, that really didn't work. What do you mean it doesn't work? Everything that God tells you to do works. Everything. 
May not be today, may not be tomorrow. One plants, one waters, but who brings the increase? God makes sure that the increase happens. And it will come if you don't quit. That's the truth. But tapping the wisdom of God is absolutely vital. <clears throat> I've said this to you before. Wisdom will preserve you. Wisdom will keep you, promote you. Wisdom will honor you, deliver you. It will heal you. Wisdom will make you rich. Wisdom will defend you, protect you. I don't care what it is. And I want to look at that in a little bit deeper way in the rest of the time this morning. I just want to look at that in Proverbs 4 when we look at the wisdom of God and what it says about the wisdom of God. One of my favorite passages has been for most of my born-again life. I saw this passage, actually chapter 3 and 4 both, I saw early on in my walk with God, been a couple of my favorite chapters. <clears throat> Verse 1 of chapter 4 of Proverbs. Hear, my children, the instruction of a father, and give attention to no understanding. Okay? So if you take me as a spiritual father, okay, I'm a pastor in the fivefold ministry. There's an office that the pastorate is connected to. It's not a job. It's not a position. It's an office. And in that office, I'm speaking to you as a spiritual father because what I'm giving you today is from the father. It's not my words. It's his words that he's revealed to me and I'm delivering to you. So take it like this. Read this first verse like this. Hear, my children, the instruction that Pastor Bird is giving you today. And give attention to what he's saying so that you can know understanding. See, because the true teacher is the Holy Spirit. True teacher is not me. But the Bible says faith can't be developed if you don't have a preacher that's preaching the Word. The Bible in, in Romans chapter... Uh, whatever it is, 10 and 17 or 16 says that. You have to take the time to listen to the word preached so that the true teacher can show you what he really wants you to know about what I said. Wow, that seems like a lot of work. Why don't I just, you know, I'll just read the Bible for myself. Well, if God told you, if God said that's the way that faith and wisdom and understanding and all these things come, then that would be the way to do it. But that's why we're here. The only reason we're here is to create a platform for you to be able to hear instruction and give attention to the instruction that you're hearing so that understanding can be developed. Someone shout amen to that. What I just said was better than the amens I got out of that. Nah, you know, I, I, don't, I don't, I hear people say that all the time, I don't, I don't like all that. Anyway, in my messages, it can be as quiet as a church mouse. And it doesn't matter to me. Because I believe what I'm saying. Amen? Well, you said amen anyway. <laughs> Because you believe it. He said, for I give you good doctrine. Do not forsake my law. When I was my father's son, tender and only one in the sight of my mother, he also taught me and said to me, let your heart 
retain my words. Keep my commands. That's the knowledge that we're talking about, okay? Keep my commands and live. Now watch what he says. But from that knowledge, from the the words he used were just his words, retain my words, keep my commands, you'll live, but get wisdom. He said, get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will preserve you. Who? Wisdom. Her wisdom. Do not forsake wisdom, and she will preserve you. Love her, and she will keep you. She'll preserve you. She'll keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all you're getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she will promote you. Who will promote you? Who will promote your life? I'll say it again. Who will promote your life? Wisdom. Wisdom. Not somebody else. Not some person. Not some other person promote you. Wisdom will promote you because you know why? You can be promoted. You're ready for promotion. Being promoted is not the issue. Having the character to be promoted is the issue. Wisdom will give you the character give you the understanding that you need to be and act in your promotion the way God would want you to be. I'll tell you what, I mean, there was probably, in my early walk with God, there was probably maybe a two, three year period of time where I read chapter three and chapter four every day, multiple times, all the time. Because there's things about it I couldn't get. And the more I read it, and the more I listened to the Holy Spirit, then God began to show me the things that I needed to know about where He was taking me, what was in my future, what He had planned for me. All I ever said about ministry, all I ever said for years and years is, I don't know what I'm going to do if I'm in ministry at all, but I'll never be a pastor. That's what I said. I said it I said it a lot. I don't know what I'll do, but I'll never be a pastor. And then one day, the wisdom of God, because I was repetitive, because I was in the Word, because I believed in confession of the Word, because I believed in reading and then listening to what God was trying to reveal to me, because I listened to the preached Word from my pastor over and over and over and over again, I gained that, I I began to gain understanding and understand the significance of what now the Holy Spirit wanted to reveal to me. And over time, God called me to pastor. and And I saw it. I saw it. And I saw what I would do years ago. I saw before I was a pastor, I could see it. Internally, I could see it because he revealed it to me. That's why I knew it internally. That's the way the wisdom of God works. See, you can have it in your head that you're supposed to do this thing or that thing. Now, let me give you this example. Just kind of brace yourself as I say this, okay? I'm just going to give you this example. I've been saved for 44-something years, plus years, almost 45. I've been saved. And most 
of my born-again life, I've heard this statement. God opens doors and God shuts doors. Now, don't raise your hand. I'm just asking you the question. How many believe, don't say yes, you believe, or anything else. I just want you to think about this question. Do you believe that God opens and shuts doors? Just think about it. Do you believe God opens and shuts doors? Now, one of the, one of the commissions of the Lord Jesus in Isaiah said that when he came, when the Messiah came, he would not judge anything by the sight of his eyes or by the hearing of his ears. He would judge nothing. And he said multiple times, as you read through the Gospels, that when he came to the earth, he didn't come here to do his will. He came here to do the will of the one that sent him. And he said things like, I never do what I want. He said, I always do what I hear and I see from my Father. What I hear and see. He never came to make any decision based on what he saw with his natural eyes or what he heard with his natural ears. So let me ask you this. Can the devil and, you know, mean people that have no God in them, people, are, people aren't created mean, they're just mean because they have no God. But people, when I say mean, with wrong motives or wanting something for themselves, can people and the devil open doors? So, I'm going to answer both of those questions. God opens and shuts doors. But so does the devil and so do people. And I'll just tell you personally, I've had situations that have happened that in the natural Man, that door looks shut, and it actually looks like it's locked. <laughs> it actually looks like it's locked with a padlock. There's no way in the natural. And so I took this opportunity, I went to God, and the moment, I, I, I'm thinking of one situation right now, there's a, there's a number of them, but there's one situation, and the moment I asked God, I knew it was right. It looked shut. It looked locked. It looked impossible. There's no way. But when I went to God about it, this is yours. And over time, the wisdom of God opened the lock, opened the door, and I walked through it. And I say me, I, my wife and I, we walked through it. We walked through what God wanted for us, but its appearance had looked like shut and locked, and that's not God. In all my born-again life, I've heard statements like this. Well, if God wants that door opened, He'll open it. You say, well, what's wrong with that? Everything. Everything's wrong with that. Because what you're looking to is the natural. You're saying, if let's say there's a, there's a, I don't know, a job opportunity, something like that for you. 
a, a career, a, owning a business or some kind of new opportunity that's coming your way. And it looks, you know, like it's probably not right. Well, God just shut that door. How, what did you base that on? Did you base it on hearing from God or did you base it on the way it looked in the natural? I'm just telling you today, if you want to tap the wisdom of God, you can never be moved by what you see. You want to tap the wisdom of God, you can never be moved by what you hear. You want to tap the wisdom of God, you have to develop a relationship through repetition of the confession of the Word so that you can hear the Holy Spirit say to you from the Word what He wants you to know about any and every given situation. I don't really know any other way or a better way to say it than I just said it right there. The wisdom of God is so valuable that as you've been reading through Proverbs, it's been telling you it's more valuable than silver, it's more valuable than gold. Why? Because wisdom will get you silver and gold. Wisdom will get you the opportunities. Wisdom will get you the doors that God opened for you. You understand? I'll just tell you this. I've never had a door... Well, maybe I shouldn't say never, but I can't remember very many times where the door that I walked through was open first. <laughs> it was like they're always closed. So I'm telling you, when something looks impossible, I'm thinking, man, that looking like an open door to me. When it looks impossible like the door is shut, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, but that's just today. That's just based on what it looks like. No, i got to hear from him. Now, there, now I, I'll say, there's been times when you know, something like that looked that way, well, it was, and it was shut. That was not God, you know. It can go with what you see, but I'm saying that's the devil's playground. It's the only ability he has to shut us down is to get us moved by what we see and what we hear instead of what we know. I, I think, I think, and I'm speaking to myself when I say this also, I think that most fifth graders could understand that. The thing with us is, we've got to take what we hear, what you're just hearing right now, and you've got to do something with that in your relationship and your, your whole relationship makeup with God that has to do with prayer and study and confession and praying and hearing and understanding and listening. You have to develop that. You, you have to purpose to say, you know what? I don't totally understand what he's saying about that. I, I don't know exactly how to acquire that, but I'm going to get it. Because I don't know if you all read what I read, but he said, get it. Hmm? And I don't know, in, in Texas, getting it means go get it. Right? In Texas, getting it doesn't mean just sit and wait for it. Let's go get it. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Wisdom's the principal thing. And all you're getting, get the understanding that you need so that you can have this significance on the inside of you of how valuable life is with that. I'll just tell you this. If I don't have the wisdom of God on it, I don't do it. I'll not do it. 
and maybe I'm a little slow and maybe I don't get things as quickly as the next person gets things or whatever. You understand? (laughs) But I'm going to get it from him. Amen? And he's faithful. He said, if any person lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all people. Everybody say all. Say, that's me. He gives to all people liberally and he does not withhold his wisdom. The problem is not God giving the wisdom. The problem is our going and getting it. So, 2022, I'm a getter. It's my year because I'm a getter. And I am getting wisdom from this day forward on throughout the, 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 my, the entire rest of my life. I am a getter of wisdom. Because that's what the Bible called it. It's bad English, but you got what I mean. <clears throat> Amen? So I want to end with this. <clears throat> so I'll repeat these again, what wisdom does for you. You find it all through the book of Proverbs, actually all through the Bible. Wisdom pre- preserves you. Wisdom keeps you. Keeps you safe. Wisdom will keep you safe. It'll keep you so safe. (laughs) Because when you pray and you ask God for wisdom about something, let's say you're going to go on a trip. What if you're planning a trip and and you heard God say, don't go? I've heard it. I've heard God say things like that. God's not like in the manipulating business, you know. He's like throwing stuff around. He'll tell you to go one week and the next week he'll tell you to stay. And It's not like that. It's just that every once in a while you'll hear something. I don't want you to go on that trip. I don't want you to get on that plane. That's happened to me one time. I was, I was scheduled to be on a plane, and I didn't get on it. I don't know why. plane didn't crash. I mean, it's not like, well, then you didn't hear. No, he, I knew I wasn't supposed to get on that plane. You don't always have to know. You'll know later. I found out later, and it really doesn't matter. I don't need to tell you why. But God will give you the understanding of why he tells you to do things. I mean, I'm just, I'm just throwing situations out there to you because wisdom has got it all covered. It'll promote you. It, it will honor you and deliver you. It will heal you. Uh, wisdom will make you rich. It'll give you understanding that the rest of the world doesn't have. Wisdom is knowledge of certain things that, that other people don't have because they're not tapping the wisdom. I'll tell you what, if you play the stock market, you need the wisdom of God. Well, but but what if I made the mistake? Well, you need to get rid of that fear. And so you need to develop that. Because it'll cause you, it'll make you rich. It'll make you rich in any and everything that you do. Is that right? It'll defend you and protect you. It's your defense attorney. He's in every way. He'll he'll defend you and protect you. And why? And I'll end with this verse. Ephesians 5, 17. He says this. Do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So what the wisdom of God is doing is when you seek it, when you go after it, when you go after it to get it, and you're getting understanding... It's giving you the understanding of what? 
the will of the Lord for your life. That's what I wanted to say to you today personally, in your own personal life, and we'll talk a little bit more about it next Sunday. <clears throat> but to know personal vision is to know the will of the Lord in your life. The Bible says that before the foundation of the world, God had a plan for each and every one of us. Before Adam and Eve, God had a plan for humanity. Every one of us. He said, do not be unwise. So what does that mean? Go get your wisdom. So that you can what? Know what the will of the Lord is for your life. Well, Pastor, I just, you know, I just don't know what the will and the plan of God is. Get wisdom. That's not popular because if somebody came and asked me, if somebody was sitting across my desk and they were telling me that, and that's what I told them, that doesn't give them what they want right then. But I'm not the giver of life. <laughs> Amen? I can give you instruction. I can help you. I can give you and show you what, how I've done that and, and develop it as I do in my messages, try to be as transparent as I can to get you to understand. You know, I'm not up here saying that, you know, just, you know, I got saved and the next week wisdom came to me and I've been this, you know, this wisdom giant ever since. No, I've lacked wisdom all my life like everybody else because if you, if you don't lack wisdom, then you don't need to go after wisdom. So there, I don't care how much wisdom you have in areas of your life, you need more. You need more. And to be wise and to get wisdom is to know the will of God in your life, to know what your personal vision is in life. <clears throat> this morning, I want you to, just for a moment, I want you to stand to your feet. <clears throat> and I'm not asking you today this, this is kind of unique. I, I heard the Lord tell me. I saw myself doing this this morning. I'm not asking you today whether you want me to pray for you, but I'm praying for you. Just, just where you're at today, where you're standing, I'm, I'm praying for you to have wisdom. I'm praying for you to have wisdom in your life like you've never had before. So just, just close your eyes, look at God, lift your hands to him however you do. But just, it's good for our eyes to be closed at times just so we're not thinking and looking around. But just, just receive what I have to speak over you today. Father, today, as I'm looking at every row here, every person, every family that's represented here today, every single one of us in this house today lacks wisdom in some area of their life myself included. We all lack wisdom. But today, Father, with a supernatural anointing on our life, we're going after and getting wisdom from you like we never have before. Father, I thank you for impossible situations in any of their lives. I don't care how simple or little the impossible thing is or how big it is. You're the God of the impossible. You're the God of, that's already taken care of things that appear to be possible. Today, Father, I thank you for every person that has faced anything and is facing anything that seems like there's no answer. You're the answer. 
Lord, today they're coming after you for wisdom. Lord, you said for us to come after you. So as they're coming after you, you're meeting them personally and revealing to them what you have, the answer that you have, the understanding that you have for them in every situation. I'm believing that today, Lord. I actually see it inside of me today. It's, it's like I already see the manifestations in the people because they're getting your wisdom. They're getting your understanding and realizing the significance of this wisdom revealed on the inside of them. The importance of them taking the time to see this revealed. Today, Father, I believe that the words that I've spoken over them will not return void, but accomplish what they've been set out to accomplish in the name of Jesus. So this year, 2022, is their greatest year. And they are getters. They're not waiters. They're going after the wisdom. And they're getting it. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen.